7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've been exemplary in the way that they've got the players out. Um, I think it's, it's, it's probably, you know, from, from our own players' perspective, it's been made slightly easier that our borders aren't closed um, and there's, there's still commercial travel available for them. Um, not all our players are out of India yet in the next day or two um, that that will happen. We have, had, we have got some players who already arrived home, but uh, not all of them are here. I think by the 7th, um, all of them will be out. Uh, but no, that's been exemplary. Um, I mean, the duty of care that they've shown in getting, I think, everyone home has, has been exemplary. Um, you know, I, I think CSA's put on 15 or 16 BSCs this season, you know, um, and I don't think enough has been made of the success that, that, that we've had, you know. But, you know, going back to England and the challenges we had there where, you know, there's a bit of an unpredictable, un- unpredictable Sometimes you can you know, do whatever you want, but the BSCs, you know, as we said to everyone, it's never foolproof. You know, I think the fact that we've had such a, a lot of success in doing it this year, um, you, know, you have to give credit to our doctors, our compliance officers, the work, um, the way that we run our BSCs. But you know, when COVID is raging in your country, there's, there's always a risk. Um, and unfortunately, once it gets inside, it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen. So, yeah, no, it's obviously a very challenging time for them. The IPL is a huge tournament in, in the world of cricket. So, so yeah, we, in no way would we judge. It's just, you know, we, having spoken to the players, they felt safe. They felt that the BSC was, a, a, you know, a really good experience in India. They, they, they never felt at risk. But, you know, that's the nature of, of, of what COVID, COVID brings in terms of its challenge. Okay, good evening everybody and thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On tonight with me, Tabi Somosia. Katlako Mudiba is producing the show, assisted by Ben Rikotso and Zalma Kribi is in a technical. We've opened with a clip from the director of cricket in South Africa, that is Graham Smith. He was speaking to the media today and just giving us an update of uh, what is the status of our IPL players because that tournament has been uh, postponed. So um, the, the different countries have been making arrangements for their players to come back. I know the Australians, the group of Australians will be going to the Maldives because Australia has closed its borders for those coming from India so they've got a nice little holiday there to go and quarantine in the Maldives uh, the New Zealand some New Zealand some of them are going back home others are going to England and uh, also who else and then and then, and then, oh, and, and Mike Hassi is staying behind, by the way. Remember, Mike Hassi is the betting coach now for Chennai. He has tested positive for COVID, so he remains in India. But as Graham Smith, as Graham Smith said, he's happy with how this situation um, and the arrangements to come back home have been handled by the IPL and our players are making their way home uh, one by one. And obviously, they will go into isolation then, self-isolation, home isolation, since they're coming back from uh, India, which is rocked, which has been rocked by the second wave of COVID-19, and it's really devastated them there. So we just thought we should highlight that the, uh, uh, Cricket South Africa is working hard to make sure that our players come back home uh, safe, safely. And uh, before we tell you what's coming up on the show, let me give you a football score from today. There was a game in Orlando. It was Orlando Pirates up against bottom of the log Black Leopards. The Buccaneers have been inconsistent uh, this season but they've bounced back here with a convincing 3-0 win over Black Leopards today at the Orlando Stadium. The big number number 9 scoring twice there and Gabadino Mango also with a goal. So that's what happened in Orlando today. Back to the show tonight we're going to speak we're going to go back to a conversation that we could not finish last week because of time it was our interview with cycling south africa after a group uh, made up of township clubs and communities and uh, from the townships and i mean from the rural areas also they called the ncaf or ncaf they raised serious issues and allegations about exclusion in the sport saying that cycling south africa was not doing enough for transformation and for development something which was disputed by the current president of cycling sa siska austin who says they have put plans in place to address some of these issues that have been raised by this group. She also told us about the change in leadership with the new structure being appointed and she believes that this represents part of the change that the group was complaining about. So last week, if you were listening, the website was not updated because some old faces were apparently still there according to the president. But I see this week that the website has been massively updated there with a lot of information now available and the structure is also there. And there's a lot of information also about transformation and diversity, which is good to see on the Cycling South Africa website. But uh, we did not
not finished some of the issues last week, so we're going to go back to them. And we do welcome your calls, especially from the cycling community. We will try and play as many of your voice notes as we can. We know we, some, we couldn't get to some of you uh, last week. We were, we were um, I think, also overwhelmed by, by the reaction to this topic. And it seems like it's a serious issue here that a lot of people want to weigh in on. And that's affected a lot of, of, of people. And uh, a lot of people have thanked us for, for having this platform so we can discuss these issues in Cycling South Africa. So here is the number for the voice notes. You can send them to WhatsApp. The number is 061. 061- Four one zero four one zero seven zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Especially if you're a member of the cycling community, you can give us your views about our discussion from last week and this week that we're continuing. You can also call us directly on zero one one seven one four two zero zero six, or you can SMS us to four one three nine one. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay. Okay, let's get back to our conversation. And the president of Cycling South Africa, Cisco Austin, has been kind enough to be available again to speak to us this evening after our first discussion last week. And good evening from us, Cisco. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us again this tonight. Oh, that's a pleasure. Good evening to you as well, and good evening to the listeners. Thank you. I know we ended abruptly last week just because of time and just because of the reaction, which was more than what we expected. And we didn't give you a chance just to answer to some of the points that were raised uh, by especially Butler, who's part of NCAF, like you've mentioned. And there were some pointers that you wanted to, to respond to. Um, which ones have you noted that you want to respond to, Siska? And we'll give you that opportunity. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, first, you have mentioned here yeah, last week, I was quite disappointed to to realize the website's not updated because, of course, that's that's kind of one of the ways of communicating what one is doing um, in a in a better way. So, so yeah, the team has updated. There's two or three of the portals that will activate as they become available: the community pages and the digital pages. But um, I think to be so, I want to I want to touch on a couple of things. The one was there was a, a mention of of maladministration and my term and when I became involved and what I see as my role now. So I thought there's also I want to talk a little bit about the exclusion of black community. Um, which I don't believe is, is, is an exclusion, though this may be failure from the past that we have to overcome. I mean, that, that is reality. Um, I think there was one of the listeners who, who kind of sees the structural barriers in terms of the academies, one of the, the mm. points that, that one of the listeners raised that I thought I can, I can kind of explain as well, because that, that falls within a structure, um, the non-transformation. And then there was an inquiry, I think Buchle said that some people are blacklisted, individuals. Um, so I'll touch a little bit on that. Is that okay? Can I go ahead? Okay. Hello? Y- y- yes. Y- yes, I'm here. So just just to be clear, firstly, I-, I mentioned the website is looking fresh now, so it has been updated over the course of the past few days. Yes, actually, while well, we've been building this website over a, a period of time, because what we are doing is incorporating some community pages. The community pages is quite interesting because it kind of pulls in where there are clubs, where there are yeah. our regional um, retail offices, trail parks, and everything yes. that's going to form part of that. We have some tests and stuff to do in the back, and then, of course, the Poppy Act also needs to be adhered to. And then we are also starting um, a digital academy. So we know that we need to work a little bit harder in terms of the capacity building and the education. So what mm. we are doing is making available all the information on a digital format so that we don't have to fly people around or bring them here, that they can access this information on, on a digital platform as well. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing. And then I think I have told you last week as well, is we've, we have really worked hard on, on understanding how we have not transformed in the past and what we have not done. Mm-hmm. So we've made that one key pillar of our organization. So, for instance, just on the executive board, so one of the vice presidents oversees diversity and inclusivity, um, as well as the, the, the commissions that functions within that particular area. So there's the, the youth transformation and development, uh, the women, the paracycling and the capacity building and coaching commission sits under that portfolio specifically with key deliverables and accountability towards that. So. Of course, this, this did come from, from having learned from the past, but also mm. understanding um, that we needed to align it with the corporate governance principles that's in place through governance, um, the King Four, and elements like that. So having looked at, there was a, the inquiry about maladministration. administration, mm-hmm. that's 100% correct. In, in fact, our previous general manager left after we've done an investigation with immediate effect. 
Um, and that kind of brought us to a point of understanding what it is that we needed to update. And it was, it's never the intention to say we, we try and over-regulate, but we were f- falling so far behind that a new set of policies was required for us to bring ourselves up, up to date with what had to be done. So coming back as to where I have been, I have only been president for the past 14 months. I joined just less than a year before that as vice president. We had two black presidents before me um, that also tried very hard to work on the transformation of the of the organization. But I have not been involved for more than two years. So I can only take what I can or I can only be held accountable, if that is the word, for the things that I can do now during my presidency, which started in last year, February. And I think that's kind of where I've, I felt a little bit offended because... Um, We've done. There's wrongs. There's many wrongs of the past that need to be corrected. And I'm trying really hard to correct that as well. So I would always like to, to work with the community. I would like to understand. But maybe that was perhaps not clearly explained because, like you know, the, the website wasn't properly updated. Mm. And maybe all the information is not, not filtering through. But there's, there's definitely no intention of excluding everybody from the black community. In fact, we're trying to really very much to change that around through the commissions we are putting in place through the National Development Plan that is 100% focused on transformation and the youth and development, um, the capacity building. So we have even gone as far as updating our constitution to work on a, on a motivation proposition, if, if there's, there's a lack for another word. Mm. And 60% of the voting structure is just around transformation, development and inclusivity, which means for a province to have a bigger say in terms of national, they have to do certain things. But we are now providing the provinces with guidelines of doing those different elements, of rolling out and managing youth development projects, um, women contributing and the different demographics that need to form part, um, the structures that they need to put in place. There are targets that we are trying to reach by 2022 where our executive has better representation. The expectation as well is for our provinces to have the same changes to their constitutions. And they've agreed to the strategy. It is, however, a process of us getting there. Another term that we've changed in the Constitution is where we ask them to help youth cycling academies develop, because I think what is also confusing is the structure. So we as Cycling South Africa, we are, we are the umbrella federation. Under us, there's nine provinces, and under them, there are regions and different districts, and then under those are the clubs, the academies, um, and then we all work alongside the different schools. So the structure is very similar to all other sports organizations. Where it's different, though, is our events, and I think we, we spoke about it last week, is yes. our structure works different in terms of the events because we don't have a venue where we can go and regulate through a venue. Those people, and it's not just us that struggles. I promise you the Tour de France has the same problems, um, them and the UCI, to come to terms sometimes over where things should happen or not, even the teams and the people that need to participate. So it's not unique just to South Africa. It's, it's definitely from all over the world. So just coming back to the transformation elements is that we've put in place a diversity inclusivity charter. In there is a full-on transformation and development implementation plan that, that, that can guide the provinces in terms of what it is we would like to do. Um, the one project as well that we are aiming to kind of develop um, over the different holidays, so one in each of the holidays is like a, a revision of our different youth festivals. So in the past, it would just have been a, like a get-together of the youth We've put regulations to that, not over-regulating it. We've put the guidelines there as what it is that we want to see. We want to see combination teams of different races, different genders, and the inclusivity of disabled cyclists as well. So I think within the, in the, in the, in the capability of how it is that we can take it forward, we can put these things in place. And 100%, we need to try and make it a, a, the best possible way for those people to be included. And for them to be included, we've made available grants to the different provinces. So if they know that there are riders with disabilities that, or, uh, with, with um, yeah, let's say disabilities as well as from previous, um, previously disadvantaged communities, there are grants that's available to help them with the expenses that they might need to incur to get to those events and other national championships. Mm. So, however, the thing is that those grants that we've made available since last year, not everybody is making use of this opportunity from the membership side. So it's quite important to, to utilize those types of things. Um, and then what is the other thing? Okay, so you would have seen the changes to the structure. Yeah. Uh, we have the executive boards. We have the commissions yeah. that we've brought in. I think the one area where there's a major concern is the structural barriers, especially in terms of the academies. Now, okay. again, 
Can we, we just can... hold it there? We just need to oh. take a, a sorry. We just need to take a quick break, Siska. But I've noted some of your points, and thank you for the clarity. And also, um, I'm glad that you've updated the website. I mean, it, it helps everybody. It helps us for an information point of view. So, so don't feel bad that you've only updated it recently. It's good that it's updated. We are trying to find solutions here. That's the part of this discussion, and we're helping each other as we get along. So that's a great start from you guys as Cycling South Africa. But we'll just take a quick break, and I just want to pick up on some of the pointers that you've raised. SFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, we're still speaking to the president of Cycling SA, Siska Austin. Siska, just before we go any further, just from some of the points that you've raised, you say that you've been in charge for 14 months. Uh, but how long have you been with Cycling South Africa for? I actually, I worked for Cycling South Africa as the general secretary or the secretary general until the beginning of 2012, and then I left. Um, and then in... Um, Beginning of 2019, at the General Assembly, I came in as Vice President, and I became President only this last year in 2020. Okay, and then when you say you worked until 2012, did you start in 2012, or were you there before 2012? No, no, I left. I wasn't there. I, I left, actually, in the beginning of 2012. So I used to work for the Federation from, from when? Um, as an administrator. Oh, from when? Before oh, you 2010. left? In, from 2010. From 2010, yeah, I was okay. there. Okay, because because you are saying that you you cannot be held responsible from the failures of the past. And when we spoke to you last week, you you made reference to the fact that you were an administrator in 2010 when they were trying to host races in in, in the townships when you raised that issue. So you can make reference to that. Then why can we then not use your term of you being with with Cycling South Africa from 2010 as you being part of the system? Why do you want to exclude that? Oh, well, I can tell you very much about 2010 to 2012 as well. So when I, when I actually joined the Federation in 2012, I had this crazy idea of a top club. And a top club was a, a mix of four to, to six riders in a team where there always had to be 30% representation of black riders. It was one of the things that I really tried to drive very hard from an organization. So it just never, they, it, nobody else bought into it. I think I worked quite, quite hard to try and do that. Um, before that, though, I can t- I've been involved with, a, with actually as a as a in, in youth as well, and we had um, like a you can say like a team house in Heidelberg, and we we actually worked with quite a number of black riders in the past. Uh, Sofiso, Lotto, Nolan, they all lived with me in my own house. So when when I decided to to leave the organisation, I can honestly tell you that I was disagreeing with a lot of people with the direction that we were going into and the direction we were not going into. So there's, there's always a lot of politics involved in sports. But because I was not, I was not in, a, in a position where I could drive decisions or where I could yeah, really push it, I was, I was a mere administrator. So now as president, and that's why I'm saying I can actually only be held to term now because I can now make change. Where in the past I couldn't, I just couldn't. Is it Nolan Hoffman that you're referring to? Oh, okay. No, I, I, no, no, Nolan. I've actually been to his house there in the Western Cape um, to do an interview with him. But then, Siska, what I'm trying to say is that if you were part of the structures from 2010, you were even vice president in 2019, surely then you should be part of the failures of the past, regardless of whether you felt that you had a voice or not. But if, if, if there were Correct. failures from the past, we can't exclude you from that. Correct. You know, there's a lot of uh, 100%. Abiso, there. The failures of the past is everything up to now. So where, where we might have tried to make change in the past and it didn't work, where we worked with, with cyclists and they developed or they didn't, um, most of them, I mean, two, two out of 200 riders would sometimes make it as a professional. And I don't say always, would sometimes make it as a professional. So there was a lot of failures as well, but there, there were successes as well. So I think that's the, that's the thing that we need to try and drive is, is to create a bigger platform and that's why we are working hard on building capacity at the bottom because you need to find the talent that actually then stays on and are good enough to make it as professionals as well. The other issue you mentioned is that there were two black presidents before you and they didn't do much for transformation. No, no, I said they tried really hard to also make change. And what's the significance of mentioning that there were black presidents? Well, there's been an ask. I, I, I try to say there was change in the structure even before I came in. So it's not as if we haven't tried to transform and haven't done that. So we have tried. The organization has had black leadership in the past as well. So we have brought about change. For instance, now we have a 
um, a very, very good man also as the head of Central Gauteng Cycling, which is our biggest affiliate, who understands what grassroots development is. And he's actually putting a lot of information into the organization, which we might not have known about. And I think that brings a lot of change. And that's why I'm saying between Mr. Newman and Mr. Zatasi, they have really tried to also make change, and they have been changed. It's, it, it's just the wheel is turning very slow, to be so. Has there been resistance in the past when it comes to transformation? I, I won't say there had been resistance. I think there had been challenges. I, I must admit, I think everybody want, wants to bring change, but it comes to finances, which, which we are struggling to raise. And I, and, I, and, I don't, and I don't always know where to put the blame as well, because all the sports around South Africa struggles with the same thing. But cycling is, is really a much more expensive sport than, than another one where it's just a ball sport. Um, so I think it's not so much the res- resistance of change. It's, it's finding the resources to be able to affect the change. Um, I mean, we, we, we get a very small grant from Lotto, in fact, some of the provinces, like KZN Cycling, actually get a big, bigger grant through the provincial structures. Um, so what happened is, up and until, I think, 2010, a lot of the funding would have gone to the national federations. But the national federations, and not just us, it's the other as well, on a national level, that had been cut as well to, it's, it's not allowed to go over 5 million, though we only get about two um, over two years. So it comes to about a million a year. But if what we are trying to do is to say that there is access to funding, but that access to funding sits on district, regional, and provincial level through the municipalities, um, through the provincial councils, and that, they, that we need to help and make sure that on those levels the people go or the, the community and the clubs and everybody go to access the funding. So it doesn't get funneled through the National Federation. So, so- – when you, when you say that when you were at, at Cycling South Africa 2010 to 2012 and you tried to come up with some new ideas and transformation-related ideas and they were turned down, is it because of finances or is it because of resistance? That's what I'm trying to find out. No, it's, it's, it's def- I think it's about finances. If I look at the number of teams that was in place up and until, let's say, 2010, 2012, we had a lot of teams, like 20 to 30 racing teams at that stage, um, and they, they actually did take in the riders, but there's hardly so many registered racing teams now. I, I checked the other day, there are four or six registered racing teams. And it's, it's got to do a lot with the economy, um, where, where the spend of cycling is, is a lot more than other clubs and teams, perhaps. Mm. Um, and that there's just not finances going into it. But okay. there's also, I'm going to add a... a I, yes? I just want to say... I find it hard to believe because we've spoken to Rowing South Africa. They don't get a lot of funding, but the amazing work that Virginia Mabaso and her team does when it comes to townships and communities and rural areas, mm. you would say that they get more funding than the rugby guys or the cricket guys. We've spoken to fencing. I mean, fencing keeps producing these Olympic fencers from the townships, fencers that winning medals at the African Games. They don't get a lot of funding. So I find that hard to believe that money could just be the issue for you not to basically implement transformation and meet your obligations. But I want to move the conversation along. You've mentioned that you've got a first vice president that's Mr. Kondis Anguenya. How long has he been with Cycling South Africa now that he's vice president? Um, he started in February. This year? Yes, this year. So his first involvement with Cycling South Africa is him being vice president? Yes, but he had been involved with the club. He comes from KZN, so he came through Karklos Club. Okay. Now our organization works um, on an independent um, executive board as well. So yeah, he, he's been in the in, in the how can I put it now? Um, he's been he's, in sport for many many years. No, that part I we, know. We've dealt with oh, him yeah. when he was with Southcock. So so I know him very well. We've interviewed him on yeah. the show. But I wanted to understand how long has his involvement been in cycling that he is. Well, I don't know how long he had been a club with with Karklo. I'm so and sorry. I'll within need to the that. within the structures of cycling SA, he's only been involved since February when he was vice president. Yeah, we brought him in as an independent. Yes. And how do you how do you elect your vice presidents? How does it work then? How how is he brought in as well? Well, actually, like all of it. So how it works is that your provincial your provincial and your regional members they would nominate um, all the candidates for all the, the electoral elect the positions that needs to be elected for, and then that gets elected by the general assembly. So he was elected at a general assembly. Yes, correct. Even though he's independent. Yes. Well, we we have an independent board. Yes. Is he an independent member of Cycling South Africa? Yes. Well, he's a member of Cartoon Club as well in KZN. So he's a member of Cycling South Africa. Mm. So he yes. was voted in by the structures. Yes, correct. 
And, and what so, reasons do they give for, 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 for voting him or for electing him? Because if he's only joined the federation in February and he's already <clears throat> vice president, from the outside, it sounds like he's been parachuted. Oh, well, what do you mean by parachuted? Like we have, you'll have to explain it that It sounds like me. he doesn't have enough experience at cycling South Africa for him to already be vice president of the, of, of the federation. Condisa is a very experienced gentleman. He comes with a, uh, an MBA. He has very good knowledge of the development structures, um, not just of, of Cycling South Africa, but of other bodies as well. Um, and that's the one key thing that we, when I talk, remember I said one of our key pillars of what we need to drive is transformation, development. Um, and when you have a, 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 a person who's as knowledgeable as Condisa, who's willing to come in, then you bring them in. And you don't have those people within Cycling South Africa that even have the experience of being part of the Federation for years. What you mean in terms of, of um, black um, candidates? No, I don't think color is the issue here. Oh, and, all right. And I don't want us to make color the issue. That's why I raised oh, okay. the issue of why was the significance of you saying that the previous two presidents were black. So I don't think you color know, is I... the issue here. <clears throat> uh, the issue here is about his experience within the, 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 the environment of Cycling South Africa. And does he understand the landscape of Cycling South Africa and his experience within the structures? He's got very good experience within the, the sporting structures, yes. And the so, structures and of Cycling you, SA? You, you, in terms of cycling South Africa, he has a very good experience as well because he belongs to a club. He understands how the structures work. He rides a bicycle. Okay, but this is the first time that he's part of the federation and he's yes, already vice correct. president. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then when you, you've, you, you, I've seen the new structure on the website, obviously now Condisa is the first vice president, but when I look down at the structures, Siska, the provincial structures and other committees, Siska, there's not much change there as there yeah. is at the top of the food chain. Would you agree? I would agree. And did you look a little bit further as well? So what yes. we've done is we've actually put targets and stuff in place yes. for those organizations to say, okay, guys, you need to, we're making change at the top. So here we go. Now we need to make sure that it filters down and that it filters up from the bottom up. So we've put targets in place um, for, I think those are 2022 towards 2024. Um, we've also put targets in place in terms of how we are going to build capacity um, the numbers that's required in terms of uh, for educational courses, um, even for team selections and things that comes like that. So to be so, I'm not uh, I'm not shying away from that. We need to make sure that this change now takes effect. Yes, and and shouldn't the change then filter all the way down? Because now, if the change is only at the top, like with your vice presidents and you as the president, it looks like it's window dressing. If if only the management structure seems no, to no. be representative, but not the rest of the structures below. No, that's what I've that's what I've just said. So if you look at the targets that's been put in place, I think it's also on the website. There's a little tab that you can go down to see that these changes, as it had now taken place at a national governance structure, now needs to take place at a provincial governance structure as well, and then at a regional as well. Yes, and I've seen some of those targets. I see, for example, you have a minimum 25% black in your ex by December. Uh, some targets are 2022, others are, are targets for 2024. Uh, why, why this expanded timeline? Why not now? Like... Why is it not immediate? Because there's, un there's, there's a process that needs to be changed. It's not just a question of change. It's also about constitutions that need to change. Once those constitutions change, then they go to electoral. And so it takes a little bit longer. So for us to say that it needs to take place in six months or won't fit within the, you can say, the, the voting structures as well of those organizations. So we need to respect that we work within an organization and structure where everybody now needs to make change. But you can't just for somebody who might have been elected 18 months ago say, okay, now we need to change the term. Um, so the, when the electoral, let's say, AGM is only two and a half years from now. So it does allow for a period of this to be, to be faced in. But shouldn't there be more agency, though, considering the, the seriousness of some of these matters? <clears throat> well, I, I would say, I mean, we've, we've made this change at the end of 2020 last year. Um, to elect this year, and now we're expecting them to do now the same once we've now done this by 2022. So a lot of those will actually already happen by 2022. Okay, and just back to the targets that you've been referring to. I mean, some of the targets say 50% women representation at executive level. Some of them say minimum 25% black in excos by December 2022. What's the significance of having like a 25% or a 25% black or a 28% black? What is the significance of getting to 50% at least? I think there's a, 
it can be 100% as well to be so. But the, okay. the significance is that we had to put a number to it. If we don't work with a number, how will we get there? I think we, we need to, um, one of, how can I put it? We need to phase it in in such a way that they know people also need to be trained. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've just raised a concern like, is Condisa advanced enough in sports administration? You understand? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we've looked at his CV, he is. Um, so we need to bring in people as well, and those who might not be advanced enough needs to be trained in as well to get advanced enough to to serve on the administration as well. So the significance behind it, there's not a there's a specific number from the UCI in terms of women. Mm-hmm. Um, the UCI does not address um, race; they address gender, mm-hmm. um, and that is a minimum of 25 percent. It's not something that is compulsory for the national federations. It's only actually at at the UCI international level. However, it's something we have adopted on ours as well, because if I, I believe if they make change, we should also make change. But, um, but also so our sports ministry also world. has its own regulations and requirements, so we can't just use the UCI as the benchmark. I mean, in South Africa, you have to meet certain numbers, and that's why there's the APG report yeah. that comes out every year. So I don't think we can use the, the UCI that they don't say that there must be black members. I think we must just that, remain within, within South Africa so, because the, our federations have their own targets. Correct. Yes. correct. And, and the reason... Saying, for, yes. for the women, it's, it's the number comes from the UCI. You've, that's yeah. where the 25% is coming from. No, you did mention that there's nothing about black in the UCI. But the reason I'm asking about the number, Siska, was just, yes. to, just to try and avoid the effect of having representation for the sake of it and just to try and make up numbers because ultimately our country in South Africa is 90% black and the targets from what I'm seeing seem so low when it comes to black representation. And I'm just trying to avoid a situation where we're just reaching numbers just for the sake of numbers. But let me open the lines also because we've got voice notes here. I do. Can, I do we, have. Can just hold. I, can, can can we just have it as a conversation, Siska? We, we I've given you a chance to speak. I'm also asking questions, and people also want to wait. Right. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I also want to give people a chance. Let's hear some of those voice notes. Um, you know, it is it is very interesting how you know Cycling South Africa continues you know to dispute our claims or our complaints about the lack of development and transformation in Cycling South Africa. You understand? I mean, Siska herself, you know, has been a deputy president, you know, for I think it was 2016 or 2015, if I'm not wrong, you know, and she saw. I, I, I would be really interested to know why she left Second South Africa and came back again as a president. Do you understand? I mean, we continue crying about transformation development, but nothing has been done. But however, they keep on recycling ways that there is a transformation charter that has been put in place. But the transformation charter for us does not do anything because it's just words. It's just words. It's just words that has no implementation that continues over, over years and years and years and years of nothing for the black communities or for the black cyclists. You know, even now, I'll tell you that there is not even a black cyclist that is a female that can be able to represent uh, Cycling South Africa in an international event. If we go back again to to males, there's only one professional male that can represent Cycling South Africa in an international event. What do you call that? Good evening, Tabiso and the SFM listeners. This is Ngosinati Walls from East London. Tabis, your guest, she is part of the problem. And for her to try to step aside and sidestep, it's not going to work. They need to have a political will. We cannot blame resources. South Africans are ready to lead. Black South Africans in particular. We are equally equipped to lead. We need opportunities and a chance. We do not need to postpone this in order to have transformation. I do thank you. Hi, um, I've got a question. So we see a lot of junior riders and specifically I'm talking about the black riders who um, disappear and stop cycling when it's time for them to move up onto the ladder in, in terms of cycling, whether it's under 22, under 23 category or um, any other uh, upper level in cycling disciplines. Um, I believe the cause could be uh, leaving high school to varsity and obviously not having that structured routine or not also having um, the proper funds uh, to advance in their cycling career. What is it that um, Cycling South Africa is doing every year to make sure that these riders keep riding and remain in the sport? Uh, this is Mandy from Ekruleni Cycling Club.
Okay, thanks. I believe we also have a caller on the line. I'm noting some of the questions. I'm not sure who's there. Bonga, good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, yes. Good evening uh, to everyone and to the listeners at home, all the cycling community out there. Yes, yes go, um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's really interesting, um, you know, to hear the points from Siska and, you know, knowing, you know, being in the cycling fraternity for the longest time. Um, I mean, she mentioned something about constitution that cannot be changed over a short period of time. But, um, you know, looking on things ever since the time she started to be in the office of the president, uh, of Cycling South Africa. I think she's the first ever president in Cycling South Africa to ever get paid. Uh, and secondly, she's the first ever person to be in the after federation itself to have two positions, which is the managing director and also the chairperson in the, in the, in the, in the, in the board. And it, it is really disappointing, you know, to, 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 to subside or to run away from the fact that She's been a part of Cycling South Africa for the longest time, and she's part of the failures that happen in Cycling South Africa. And, you know, if, if she can only stand up and say yes and admit to things that have happened, I mean, it would be a, a really interesting conversation to have going forward. Do you understand? And, I mean, secondly, <clears throat> moving on, uh, you know, saying that it, it is really interesting with, with, with the issue of the president, you know, uh, you know, when, when you question things, I think I'd refer back. Mike used to say, I'm called the angry young man. Uh, who always, you know, question things in Southern South Africa. I mean, uh, Kondisa, I, I've, I've never heard of that name uh, in the cycling fraternity. I've been interested to know the club, that where he comes from, and how long he has served in the club, and which province or, or which region that recommended his name to become a president. Because I don't know if maybe I'm not updated with the constitution of Southern South Africa that says uh, Southern South Africa can put an independent person in, 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 in the board. Okay, I, 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 I don't remember I've, seeing that. I've got your point and uh, you can listen on the radio and that's what I was trying to ask. Okay, let's let's just note some of the questions. Maybe we can start with that one. Siska, here's a member of the cycling community. I've been asking about Kondisangwanya's involvement in cycling. You said that he rides a bike, which means that he's been involved <laughs> and he knows cycling. This member of the community says that they don't recognize this name. And just for clarity again, which club does he belong to? And He belongs to Kartloff Club. Kartloff Club. Yes, and that's in, KZN, in cycling. Said. And his okay. nomination came through KZN cycling. Does it concern you that members of the community are not aware of this person that's now their vice president? Does it? Say does again? It, does, it, does, it, does it concern you that the members of the community um, are not inspired by, by this person that's their vice president because they don't know him within the structures? Are they not inspired by him? I'm, well, I'm, we just had a caller now. He says he doesn't yes, know. Bongo, he, he's not convinced yeah. by him. He doesn't know him within the structures. Um, I think, I, 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 having gotten to know Condisa actually quite well, especially um, over, over some time as well now, um, it's, it's, I do think he can bring a lot of value um, to me. So I, I believe that perhaps we as Cycling South Africa should look beyond Cycling South Africa and the internal as well, because maybe we, we have tried to make things work and it didn't work in the past and that we can find other ways. I think there's, there's a lot of sports that have successes out there as well. Um, Gondisa also, I know he comes from athletics as well. Perhaps that's, that's an understanding of how other sports are doing it and can bring some extra to the federation, to the organization that's completely different. Mm. So I, I, I would actually say let's give him a chance. Let's give Gondisa a chance. Now, fair enough, and, 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 and this has nothing to do with Kondisa and with, with his achievements and whatever, but I was, we were just trying to understand yeah. how did he become vice president when he only joined the federation in, in February. And also, on that note, I mean, it's all good and well to have representatives in the structures, but ultimately, Siska, would think implementation is key. What gives yeah. you the confidence that those that have been elected can implement? Because you oh. can have a black person, you can have a white person, but if there's no <laughs> implementation, then it doesn't help us. Correct. I can tell you what, for instance, what we are currently busy with. So one of the things is, and it's a, it's a concern, um, is I'm first going to answer something of Bonga. Bonga, I know things have gone wrong in the past, and I'm really trying to make that right and to fix it. I, I work very hard every day to try and bring about change. Um, I'm trying to put in place plans for us to get there. And the previous caller was also asked, what are we doing for the under-23s and the older ones is, is to put in, in place structure as well within the different disciplines 
so that those stay in the system as well. Because it is a concern, we have seen a massive decline in terms of membership as well, of people that doesn't stay in the system. We have seen, even seen aging of, the, of cycling, so much so that over a period of 10 years, we age by five years in terms of participation. So it is a, it's a problem to us when, one, we don't see the youth coming in, and then when the youth come in, for them to stay there. And that's why we try to develop a national plan with different levels where we talk about yeah. first engaging the community then um, and, and to build capacity and then to ensure higher development from the higher development into the high performance in order for them to turn and professional as well. So it's also necessary for us to bring back the, the structured competitions, which we don't have. We don't have leagues and series, so we need to bring that back. And it's been quite challenging during the past year with COVID to do that, but we are trying really hard to be able to do that. So yes. we, we, I know it's not worked. Bon I can say that to Bonga, I can say that to Buchle, I know it's not worked. But for me to come in, be president and just say back because I sit back and say, okay, it's not worked in the past. It's, it's not going to work again in the future. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm really going to try and make changes. I am. I'm, and I'm what gives to... you the confidence that it will work and you'll be the right person considering that you've been with the structure since 2010 and nothing has worked, like you're saying? I think you, you confuse me being with the structure. I've, I've gone, I, I, I think... It's all good and well to say I have been in sports and I've worked in many other sports. I've worked no, we're, in, just in we're just talking yes, about no, cycling. We're just talking about cycling to be specific. So, yeah. so having left the federation, I wasn't. I, I worked for a, for a sponsorship and marketing agency. I was not part of the organization then. So I understand that having but been But you have involved, been vice president, right? Yes, I have been. Have you been and general I, secretary? Yes, until 2012. I have told you that. And I have really tried to make change back then as well. So yeah. I think, Tabiso... I feel the people, if they don't want me, they, they, they can petition it. I will walk away. I will, I, I'm yeah, trying to really make change. I'm looking at this. Yes. I'm writing. I'm, 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 I'm putting together plans. I have sleepless nights to make it better. And all I feel is, is this fight all the time from people when, when I really try so hard to make it better. But are you saying their concerns are not valid? About the changes that's coming, that's, that, that, that needs to be made. I am, if it wasn't valid, would I be having sleepless nights? Would I be trying my best to make this happen? Yeah, it sounds like you, it, it sounds like you're saying they're making your job difficult or they're giving you a headache here. Yeah. And, and, no, and, no, and the whole point of this discussion, Siska, can I also come in? We need to have a conversation. I think we've been fair to give you a chance to talk, Siska, and even your, your answers are a bit longer and we give you a chance. But uh, t t to be fair, the, pro the, the whole, uh, um, point of this show is not to get you to lose your job or to have a vote of no confidence against you. It's just to try and ad address the issues that have been raised by the members of the cycling community. It's not personal. It's got nothing to do with you. It just talks to the whole structure and not just to Siska, but you've been part of the structure since 2010 and I don't want us to exclude that part when you try and make your points because last week when you made a point about how you've tried to have races in the township, you referred back to 2010. So we, so we can also refer back to those times then. Just this diversity and transformation um, a committee that you've come up with now, uh, Siska. Um, who comes up with that? How do you come up with something like that? Do you speak to your members? Do, they, do you all come up with a plan? Do you share ideas? Uh, yes, we do. Um, so so uh, this, this transformation and diversity charter was done with, with in, in conjunction with the members of the Cycling Federation in the country? With the General Assembly members, yes. And how many members make up the General Assembly? There's nine provinces and there's 11 regions. And then under them, they have their structures as well. Okay, so it was done with, mm -hmm. with, with everybody's input. Yes, correct. Okay, let me just take a quick break. We'll, we'll wrap up after this break. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, as we wrap up now, Siska, the other question that was raised or being asked was that, do you get paid as the president? Yes, I do get an honorarium. Is it? It's not a voluntarily po for volunteer position. It's not one no, of those. At, this, at this stage, I'm also f um, filling in for the sports and technical, um, and it's on a short term. They know that they need to find somebody. And then technically, if it's a, it's, if it's a voluntarily position as a president, should you get paid? Um, if it's, uh, what do you mean? We, we have an honorarium within our constitution, okay. an honorarium basis, yes. And then looking at the structure, um, you don't have a CEO. Why is that? Because we can't afford one. You can't afford a CEO? At this stage, no. 
Is it? But don't you need? So, so you are hands on. You are basically in charge of I, the operations and everything. I have to do everything at this point that I possibly can. Is yeah. it not ideal then to to have a CEO? C- oh, I mean, you've brought in a vice president now. Is it not ideal to have a CEO? Yeah, we are actually we're looking at appointing a sports and tech manager, which can who specialises in sports and technical specifically as well. It's an area that we have identified where there's definite need for it, um, and that is in addition to the finance manager which we've brought in so we've we did have a general manager before but unfortunately we had to prioritize due to finances who we are going to appoint first the other the other point that sticks out for me when i looked at the team that went the cycling team that went to the continental champs in um in egypt would you say that team is transformed siska no not at all i can tell you i said that even before i the, the team was selected is this is not a transformed team so how was it how was it approved to go represent the country when it's not transformed because i looked at that team and i was shocked that it actually left the shows to go represent the country when it doesn't represent the demographics of south africa it's quite unfortunate because we as a cycling like i said we 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 don't have all the finances at this stage and it was quite tough as well on us last year um when we we didn't have any income because of the events that didn't take place so what happens is that unfortunately we select and the riders who are not able to to afford it, they, they, they couldn't travel and it, it had an effect. It has an effect on the representation of the team. So are you saying that the team that went to the Continental Champs is not necessarily the best team, but it's those who could afford to yeah. go and represent the country? <clears throat> it's definitely not the best team that traveled, yes. So if, you, if, if I can afford to go represent the country, I will go because I can afford no, it. No, 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 no. It was still it was still a selection process. So there was still a selection process that took place. Sure. Yeah. Siska, that's a concern. And if we can't have a, a fully transformed team and, and it's, it's 2021 and we're still sending a lily white team to, to the African Games, it means not much has been done over the past few years. And for me, that, that is really alarming. And I don't think a cycling essay, you should be proud of that. I don't even know how it was rubber stamped by the sports ministry then. Are you, are you saying that there were black riders that were available, but they couldn't afford to go there? There were some that even, no, there were some that even made themselves unavailable because we also had to give them the opportunity to decide if they are going to travel during the COVID period or not. Um, so it's, it, it had a little bit of a two-way thing as well. But there were some riders who made themselves, and staff actually, who made themselves unavailable mm. um, due to COVID and, um, and then the other reason being finances. I've also come through the Nzikai report that came out last year that slams uh, cycling South Africa for the lack of transformation and development. I mean, it weighs it. It, it goes in heavily on on cycling uh, South Africa, and and, and you, you've apologized. Do you agree with the report that we have not transformed? Then the guy report the findings of the report. Which, uh, sorry, which report? Then the guy report that was that was issued uh, after. Tsikai, I, yes. I, I, um, I, Ayanda's report. Yes. Yes, I agree. We we need to make a lot of changes. In fact, we we. Well, if I had the opportunity to go through the other points as well, it was one of the things where we have actually sanctioned an official for racism. So it's, it's, we've taken it quite serious. Um, mm. That also formed part quite um, a big deal because we took from the key learnings from that when, I, when we looked at the diversity inclusivity charter as well as, as the ethic policies and everything that comes with it. Mm. So we've taken from there um, a lot of key learnings. Yeah, so some of these policies so some of these policies you've come up with were after the scathing report, basically. So the it the was, diversity and inclusivity policy was only um, approved this year, February. But it was after that report came out. What the report? No, we've already started drafting it during the course of last year, and we took from the key learnings from there. Yes. Okay, so it's a bit of both. Yeah. yeah. And and then talk to us about Kos van Tonder. Now you've just mentioned him, one of your officials that has been suspended for racist remarks. I yes. saw that post on Facebook. Yes, we have taken. I mean, there was a there was a, a hearing. There was an accusation. We've we've put together a panel. We have a compliance and advisory board. Has put together a panel. Um, there was a hearing and he was found guilty and he was suspended for racism. Yes. Yeah. Was it the first case of Kos van Donder? No, there was a case before, but for that he um, he was not found guilty. There was um, some sensitivity training. There was more than one official at that stage. There was what? That Sorry? We, we had, it was what is sensitivity training? There's a... Um, Racial sensitivity training that people that, that companies also conduct to help people also to understand and have a better sense of the other communities. It was one of the recommendations from the Tsikaya um, report. 
So, so instead of taking action, you put him through that sensitivity training. Well, there was no. We could not take action. There was like there was not a. There was no specific elements. If you if you've seen the report and you've gone through the conclusion, mm. you will you will see there that um, there was not particular action, or not particular thing to take action on, but mm. definite uh, like a relevance to to central sensitivity training. And this post that was on Facebook. Now you were able to take action there. Correct, one hundred percent. Yeah. Is it because it was in a public domain now that the rest of the cycling, the rest of the uh, of the public could see it? it was not just now an internal thing. What do you mean that we for for us to take action? Yeah. Well, if if anybody makes a comment like that, they they should be action. Even I mean, if it if if he he did not say anything like that in the in any of the previous incidents, but this. Oh, so there was more than one previous incident, not just one. What on this? Just no, on course van Donder, said, just on, on him. Ask me about the previous case where I said to you there was a there was an. A, a yes, case you said there was opened. one previous one, Correct. and now you're Correct. saying incidents. Have has there been no. one or have no, there I'm, been? I'm, I'm talking about those two in the comparison between the two. So overall with course van. Okay, overall with course yeah. van Donder, how many cases have there been? Have there been one, two, or more than two? There had been two accusations with one hearing during the second one. Okay. We're just yeah. going to have to leave it there for the sake of time. But thank you for your time, Siska. Thank you for engaging with us. There's so many people that want to come on. This conversation is going to continue next week. I believe somebody that's been involved with the Federation before has also gotten in touch with us and wants to be part of this discussion. So we're going to have to give you time also. And next week, I won't mention who it is. Busha, I know that we're going to bring you back, but we just thought we should give Siska enough time uh, so that we don't have the same conversation over and over again. And there's a message from Peter here in Deben who says, Tabi, so seeing as you are so concerned about transformation talk, why is soccer not transformed? Why are there no white players? I don't like to do this all the time, guys. But let, let, let's, be, let's be logical about this. I've mentioned that the, we are a majority of 90% black people in the country, right? 88 or 89 black. So in a starting 11 of Bafana Bafana, if there are 10 black players and one white player in Denferman, that's already transformation because... Dean Furman is 10% and he, re- he represents his demographic. So you can't say that we need six white players in the country, in, in the Bafana Bafana team, because that's not the demographic and the makeup of the country. This country, the majority of this country is black. So it makes sense why there would be a majority of black players in a team and lesser from the other races. It's just the way it is. It's a representation, it's demographics. So you can't say no, because we're talking about transformation in cycling now, there must be six white players in Bafana Bafana. Our teams just need to represent the demographics of the country. That's why even the Springboks, if they've got two black players or three black players, it still does not represent the demographics of the country. And I don't know how many times we need to explain this. And I think that's a chip shot from you, Peter, in Deben. Let's let's not play the men. Let's let's just play the ball and let's deal with the matters here. We're going to have to leave it here for now. We'll continue the discussion because we're clearly opening a can of worms here.